0: Are who
1: we thought they were. and we let them out the hook. I get out of hand, just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. let go scatter the West Wright Titans. F left. 372 Y Sticks East
0: Park. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, I'm gonna go to college. I'll just play football.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome into the show. Right off the top, right at the very beginning. Here in the middle of the week, it's good to be back with you here today on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Took a big old swig, had to kind of let it get down. As you know, it's like I took a big gulp of coffee here from High Point Roasters in New Albany. I'm going to do it again. In fact, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's good. Hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany. It means we're off to a hot. Start. Shout out from the very beginning. I want to say hey to my friend, uh, Carol Ann. You know who you are, Carol Ann. Carol Ann and Doc my friends down in the Madison area. Originally friends from the Vicksburg area who then moved to the Madison area. Carol Ann listens every day. She's been a little under the weather. She's doing well and going to do even better. Carol Ann, miss you. Look forward to seeing you hang in there get well soon and we'll see you soon one of my most loyal listeners in fact any of you who uh, were able to attend the film study dinner that we had at uh, in jackson at char back during well last fall i guess is when it was is that when it was i forget when it was but y'all got to meet Carolyn and doc they were there and helped me and i needed you know some assistance and they provided that and So, anyway, y'all say a prayer for Carol Ann that she'll get well soon. And hey to everybody watching on Periscope, Linda and Caleb commenting, and the folks on Facebook and everybody else. Welcome to the show, the Farm Bureau Studio. On this Wednesday, y'all know what day it is. Come on. Happy hump day. Again, it goes without saying, but y'all ought to see Beaver. Beaver swaying back and forth in his chair. Being about as hip-hop as he knows how. Yep. It is hump day, and there is a lot to get into. All right. Did you know that it's not just, you know, an opinion here? There is scientific evidence that ringing cowbells at a sporting event this fall is indeed safer amid the spread of the coronavirus. It is safer than actually yelling at the top of your lungs. You get where I'm going with this? It actually makes sense, doesn't it? (laughs) Hear me out. Ringing cowbells is actually safer... Then screaming. Y'all like that sound? They're like right now, anybody who's not a state fan is rolling their eyes right now. Just can't stand it. Anybody not a state fan, you hear cowbells ringing and you're like, you pretend that your ears are bleeding. Yeah, and I know it's kind of very much a Mississippi State start to the show, and I'm wearing my nice. This is like my favorite Mississippi State shirt I got from the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Check it out. See me? Got the baseball logo. Got the stretchy material. Thank you at Hale State GC. That's Hale State Golf Course. Find them on Twitter. Uh, I know it's a very Mississippi State start to the show, but let's get an an, an outside opinion right off the bat. Let's welcome in beaver hey beaver hey matt White, you are not a state fan right no sir how do you feel about cowbells and the noise they make
1: you know i have no problem with the cowbell right. actually okay i mean you know it's it's, it's your thing yeah so that's that's your thing okay and other people's things are annoying to us. Right. Auburn and their... I hate their little eagle. <laughs> I hate the fact that they can't decide who they are. Are you the Auburn Tigers? you the War Eagles? Or, if I remember correctly, they used to be the Plainsmen. <laughs> Tell me which one you are.
2: Yeah, which one are you, huh? Yeah. So, okay. yeah,
1: I got, I got no beef with cowbells, though. I, th- I think it's fun. You know, your okay. tradition... That's why Jake... Jake would always rip on... Um, don't stop believing. Right, man. Right. That's 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 your tradition. You know, it's just something fun. Gather, have your traditions. I I'm all for it. I'm sure it looks neat. I've never been there in person to see it when it happens, but I bet it looks neat at night when they do it.
2: It is pretty neat. Um, and you said that's interesting. You said it's kind of your tradition because it's a very recent one that began sometime during the the Dan Mullen era, and honestly, that's because. You know, it was only during that era when states started having more night games that with a full stadium. <laughs> because before that, they didn't have a whole lot of that. But you're right, that's kind of a recent one. Well, anyway, it's interesting you say that. Okay. Your perspective is, hey, that's kind of your thing. I've heard that from a lot of people. Is hey, I'm I'm an Auburn fan, but I you know, I think the cowbells are neat. You know, people have different opinions on that stuff. There are a lot of Ole Miss fans who can't stand them, you know, and have uh you know, looked for ways to express that over the years. I had a guy on the radio one time who was an old Miss fan who there was a cowbell present. I started ringing it and he got genuinely mad on the air. So don't ring that cowbell in my face. And, and, you know, out of respect for anybody, if they say, I don't want you ringing a cowbell in my face, you shouldn't do it. But when they get genuinely mad, there's something about me is like, well, now I have to do it. <laughs> you shouldn't be that way. OK, I'm not condoning that activity let me get over here and kind of tell you what i'm talking about by the way hey to everybody you're listening on facebook watching on facebook in the live stream lynn says hail state joy happy hump day to you debbie says hail state david hail state from mom and dad's country cooking in petal mississippi hey to y'all caleb said on uh, periscope i should be celebrating my birthday now eating a jim and nick's cheese biscuit and stadium ice cream exactly at the SEC Baseball Tournament. That's what we should be doing is celebrating your birthday, Caleb, there, but we can't. More on that coming up. So hi to everyone. And by the way, too, uh, you can be a part of the show, as always. Let me know what you think, cowbells or otherwise. Mad mail person, the first text of the day on the country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Step up in there, your local restaurant, grocery store, and just say these words. Country-pleasing, Please. They are the best. Country Pleasing Sausage is the best. It is not close. Tell them I said it. Mad Mail Person is the first text today at 885-ESPN, 885 885-ESPN. 885 it's a 601 number or eight eight five three seven seven six, 3776 And he says, the first thing he says is, Hottie toddy. It's the first thing he said. Hey, male person, do you recognize this song? Honestly, male person, show your, show your metal, prove your metal by telling me the name of this song. I really want to see, male person, if you know the name of that song. Let's see if anybody knows the name of that song. Thanks for your text. You can also call me. I'd love to hear your voice today on the phone line, the Divinity Equipment phone line, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number as well, 885-ESPN. And uh, I got a, um, let's see, an unnamed texter here. And every now and then we grant requests, and this will fit, just because I like music as much as you do. Um. Unnamed Texas says, Matt, I just told some people to tune in who like the Sonic Boom. How about a little neck? Come on! Turn it up to 11. Roll the window down and drive around. The Sonic Boom. Okay. I'm going to tell you why ringing cowbells is safer than yelling. That's coming up. Mad male person didn't know the name of the song. The name of that song, male person, was Forward Rebels. It's your fight song. It's the Ole Miss fight song. And you didn't (laughs) know it. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Tribe Dog texted show and said, Just not into the don't stop believing thing. It's annoying and insinuates mediocrity. Are you sure, Tribe Dog, that you aren't Jake Wimberly disguised as Tribe Dog? Uh, let's see here. Unnamed says, uh, "When the Land Sharks come marching in, Fleet Feet Pete, who is on the all-name team on our text line, got it right. He said it's Forward Rebels." And Seymour, texting the show on uh, the country-pleasing text line, says, "Cowbells are a cool tradition." Yep, come on. <laughs> Big finish. Here we go. All right. So here's what I want you to know. I'm, I'm going to give you a reason I brought this up. Why ca- ringing cowbells is safer than yelling at the top of your lungs, potentially this fall. Okay. It's all based on something that a buddy of mine sent me earlier today. And only a real true radio professional like me would figure out a way to turn it into 10 minutes of intro before actually getting to the guts of the story. And I say that with all true intended sarcasm. All right, here it is. It's a story at the Wall Street Journal. Okay, it's coronavirus related. It's a coronavirus story. There is a term here, y'all. Have y'all heard this? Honestly, the first time I even have seen or heard this term. Super spreader. One word, super spreader. We're not talking about an attachment for your tractor that you can get at Divini. Super spreader. It's the first time I've ever seen it. It's in this article, the Wall Street Journal. Super spreader events offer a clue on curbing coronavirus. Say what a headline. Super spreader events offer a clue on curbing coronavirus. Subtitle. Some some scientists think banning mass gatherings may be enough to keep the pandemic in check. Now, I'm not going into all the details in this thing. You know, it's highlighting all over the world and other countries, Italy, Germany, everywhere, how they, these places that would have this massive outbreak over the last two and a half months to three to four months, massive outbreaks all at one time, they could track it back to certain events that were big gatherings they call super spreaders. The number one super spreader they point to in the United States of America was Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. All right. Here's what I want to tell you. Here's what it says, the Wall Street Journal. Study of super spreading events, talking about mass gatherings, lots of people, could help scientists better understand how the virus can propagate in crowded conditions. And it names like offices, schools, churches, gyms, public transportation, all this. Listen to this. It says, there is little doubt a study published by the National Academy of Sciences in the U.S. last week found that one minute of loud speech was enough to produce thousands of droplets that remain airborne for up to 12 minutes, potentially able to infect anyone in the area. Similar studies have shown that virus-laden aerosols, particles smaller than droplets, can levitate for hours after being released in indoor spaces. One more thing, a more surprising finding is that mass infections tend to be more serious than those contracted in other circumstances, perhaps because of sustained exposure to a larger amount of virus. Okay, but did you get what did you get what they said? <laughs> Listen. The US study, National Academy of Sciences, this is last week, 1 minute of loud speech was enough to produce thousands of droplets that remain airborne for about 12 minutes. I mean, look, y'all, it's a very basic premise. It's a very basic premise. If that is true, okay, which basically is, it's just the details, like how many droplets, how much yelling, you know, how long does it hang in the air if the wind's not blowing and whatever temperature, you know, okay, it's the details. But if that's basically true, then if we're talking about coronavirus, Ringing cowbells is safer than screaming. That's all I'm saying. According to that, there it is right there, Wall Street Journal. (laughs) What do you think? Country, please, and text line. Let's see here. Don't have a name on it. It said, Matt, I thoroughly enjoyed yesterday's program. I was out working in my yard by myself and laughed out loud numerous times listening to Andy Griffith and Jerry Clower. Okay, we got a bunch of thumbs-up votes. Yesterday was not a replay. It was an entire two-hour show put together to air in my absence to hopefully be entertaining. And there were a lot of thumbs-up because everybody loves... Jerry Clower and Andy Griffith and the interview with the guy who wrote the book about How Mummy and all these different things. And um, I think going forward, and and especially in cases of emergency where maybe a short notice and I can't be here or something happens or get sick or whatever, we're going to log some shows like that that you like. If we get thumbs up on them like that one, we'll log some shows you like and maybe come back to those. Uh, in a pinch every now and then. So I appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's one of those things that the content there with those people, those great comedians is kind of evergreen. It never really gets old. So I appreciate that. Yeah. um, Let's see here. Let me, let me jump over to a few of the people watching, listening on Facebook, by the way, on Periscope, Kelly says, hail state from Destin. You on the beach, Kelly jealous. Owen is listening and watching in Morton. Hi to you. Tommy and Ekru, which is up near uh, the home stomping grounds of uh, Roger Lamb, where he is resting in peace right now as we speak. Um, Jennifer, thank you. We had the devotional this morning. She's mentioning that. Um, Stephanie said, Miss Baseball, love the shirt. Yep, got the shirt from the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Appreciate you watching on Facebook. Kelly said, clang-a, clang-a. Tommy also is missing the SEC Baseball Tournament. Um. yeah I appreciate that Rick said free earplugs at the gate would end a lot of in your face situations in the stadium and Cliff said so are we supposed to ring our cowbells and snap our fingers rather than scream and holler <laughs> yeah that's a good question something usually goes like I tried to even find a clip an audio clip of just the cowbells ringing without any yelling and screaming and I couldn't find it you know, if there was a way to edit it out. I'm just saying, though, okay, here's the other side of that, though, okay? Yes, the science is there. It's, it's a matter of, like, how dangerous this coronavirus actually is, which we know it's more dangerous than the regular flu and all that kind of stuff. But this whole deal of, like, when you yell and scream in a stadium, then potentially, <laughs> it's gross, but droplets... And particles can hang up into the air and be, you know, out there for 12 minutes. Well, no wonder we're all catching the flu because it's the same thing with that. It's just the flu isn't quite as, I guess, dangerous as this coronavirus deal. Um, I just thought I'd point that out. I found it very interesting. I saw a story uh, yesterday where it, it, it was actually like competing stories. It was a convenience store in Kentucky has put out a sign that says no masks allowed. Okay. At the very same time, there was this school director in Pennsylvania who thought it was, was, she was being cute and said that uh, she would shoot anybody who came close to her without a mask on. (laughs) Now, You want to talk about like the polarizing, everything is polarizing these days in America. But even the how to handle, how to live in the middle of this pandemic, how to do sports. Should we open sports or not? We see it on this show. We see it on the, the text line. It is simple as wearing a mask. Same day, a convenience store in Kentucky makes headlines for putting out a sign that says no masks allowed in here. If you come in here, you better not have a mask on because we don't want you robbing us and we don't have your face on the camera. And at the very same time, some school director in Pennsylvania catching heat because she blurts out, you come around me without a mask, I will shoot you. I mean, it's crazy. This I do know. When in doubt this fall, when you are in the stadium, at Davis Wade, when in doubt, ring your cowbell. All right, what about not having the SEC tournament? Are you missing the SEC baseball tournament? Got a few thoughts on that coming up, and I'm going to get to your text. A whole bunch of them coming in there just all over the place, and I'll get to some of those. Coming up next... Here in the Farm Bureau studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team connected to you because of C Spire. Stick around. Michael. I want to go back to uh, Caleb's comment watching the Periscope live stream. Y'all know Caleb. He called in last week. Had a really cool uh, Jack Crystal story on the uh, Davini Equipment phone line. Caleb co-hosted the show with me last year, live from the SEC tournament in Hoover. That SEC baseball tournament supposed to be going on this week. Yesterday would have been day one. A buddy of mine who works over there at the venue. Uh, the Hoover Metropolitan Stadium sent me some pictures. They had instead of baseball, they had chairs all set up out on the field, six feet apart. They were getting ready to have uh, Spain Park and Hoover High School graduation out there instead of baseball this week. Anyway, Caleb commented. He said, "I should be celebrating my birthday now, eating a Jim and Nick's cheese biscuit and stadium ice cream." Um, one of the cool things about you know all the food choices at the SEC Baseball Tournament every year in Hoover. It's great. They had great food um, available to you over there. When I went and saw the stadium, the empty stadium, the other day, that's one thing I noticed, the Dippin' Dots little kiosk just sitting there. So sad. So sad. No baseball. Light kind of shining through the tunnel there, hitting the Dippin' Dots kiosk. No Dippin' Dots there, Caleb. I'm really missing the SEC baseball tournament this week. I really really am and I certainly understand it. You know, you cancel the season, you have to cancel the tournament. You can't just pop up and have the tournament and and all that, but I miss it the primary reason is be well, primary reason just overall, it's the most fun SEC event to go cover every year throughout the year. It's more fun and it's just a better overall experience than than going to the SEC football championship, which I've been to in several capacities before. It's more fun than the basketball tournament. It's certainly more fun than media days. Somebody t- uh, tweeted me last week, and they said one reason it's great you don't have to deal with Alabama and Kentucky fans. And <laughs> a lot of years that is true, but <clears throat> not very nice. But it is true. Um, but I, you know, part of it too. This would have been the ninth straight SEC baseball tournament for my dad and I to attend together. Now, even though I work it every year, I go and I do the show there. I spend the rest of the time just hanging out with dad, watching baseball every day for the whole week. And we get a hotel room together and all that. So we're missing out on that. uh, It's just something fun. So selfishly uh, miss it. I think next year it'll be record attendance for that event in Hoover after missing this year. Uh, last year's event. I don't know if you remember this, but last year, the 2019 SEC baseball tournament set an attendance record. Over 162,000 attended the tournament last year. That was a new record. Um, they reported that their the economic impact just for the city of Hoover from the SEC baseball tournament was 15 million dollars last year, and they've you know added onto the facility and all that kind of stuff. So. As I sit here and talk to you on May the 20th, I really, really, really wish I was sitting next to Caleb eating free press box ice cream, watching baseball, whether it's raining and hot or cool or whatever, just I wish that's where we were. It's not, we miss it. Go ahead and put it on the calendar for next year. All right, um... Country please in Text Line, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885-ESPN. Unnamed Texture says, they were talking on an earlier show how the coach from other schools uh, are in the year of a state player to come to the other school. I didn't know a coach could contact a player on another roster. Yeah, um, I... I got a text this morning at about 10 a.m. And then I heard a portion of the gridiron with Chris Brooks and Beaver earlier, and they were talking about uh the you know the transfer portal and all this. Yeah, the my friend texted me this morning and said, Hey, are you hearing anything about this particular state player getting in the transfer portal and going to Ole Miss? You know, my thoughts on it are. Kind of what Joe Moorhead said about it. He said, the transfer portal giveth and the portal taketh away, right? Like you, every school kind of goes through the players transfer out, some transfer in. We're all bringing them in. So, therefore, some are going to go out. And it's just kind of the world we live in right now. I don't, I don't really have a big reaction to it, I, regardless of where they transfer to. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I mean, players, look, Anytime there is a coaching change, what the new coach and the new staff hopes for is that they come in and boom, they do things better and tougher and in a more difficult way than the previous staff. Our workouts are tougher than the previous staff. They are harder to go through. Our expectations are Harder to meet than the previous staff. You know, all this stuff, I saw it with my own eyes. What the new staff put them through in the workouts before the coronavirus hit was pretty doggone incredible. Okay. I am not surprised that some players might go, this ain't for me. These guys didn't recruit me and I don't want to do this. I wouldn't be, I'm not surprised. The other thing I'm not surprised by is college-age kids who at times think the grass is greener on the other side. So transferring is part of it. You know, I don't fault a player at all. If you're not happy and you don't want to play here, you're not going to play as well as you could. You'd be better off for us and for you to go somewhere where you're as happy as you can possibly be and maybe play your best there. And we'll get somebody who'll be really happy here in the same way and maybe play his best here. You know, so people leaving... I'm not really, I mean, especially transferring out. Well, he's tra- he, this particular player may transfer to Ole Miss. Well, so what? What's the difference transferring to Ole Miss versus transferring to Alabama or transferring to some other school? You play them once a year, you know? I don't have a big visceral reaction to kids transferring, even if they go to another in-state school back and forth. It doesn't bother me. I have a hard time really caring where they go. Just, you know, tell me when the first game is and I'll make sure I'm familiar with the 11 players running out there on defense and the 11 running out on offense. And I guarantee you when we play the game, we'll have 11 and they'll have 11. <laughs> is that, is that too old school? True Maroon says, uh, you look like you've lost some weight, Matt. What's the secret? Yeah, I've lost weight. I'm up to, I've lost 35 pounds since the beginning of February. And it's just, you know, basic exercise a couple times a day, not a whole lot of cardio, just a whole lot of push ups and sit-ups and, some stuff with the dumbbells. And mainly just way cutting back on food, just counting calories and staying under a budget. And if you do that, the weight'll come off. Chris is on the Davinci Equipment Phone line. Appreciate you hanging on, Chris. What's up?
0: What's up, Matt?
2: Yo. You tell hey, me. Hey, what
0: did you um what did you think about uh the legendary beavers thing on Jake? I thought that was pretty terrific.
2: Well, myself. and here's what here's what we did. I normally don't get to listen to the early parts of the gridiron. Today was different. My wife and I, our schedules is a little different, and so I happened to be in the office earlier than I normally get in here to start getting things ready. So I turned it on, and it goes to a commercial, and I get to hear what is playing in terms of the commercials. And I hear Jake, and then I hear Jake, and then I hear Jake, and I thought, uh-oh, the computer's like jammed, like an old jukebox. It's skipping and playing the same song over and over again. I thought, uh-oh. So I texted Beaver, and I'm like, I, I don't know if you're what You may be aware, but all the commercials are nothing but Jake promos. <laughs> and as it turns out, it was totally intentional. And it was funny. I mean, I told this is what I told Beaver. The stuff that Jake said is hilarious, and you couldn't possibly make it up. The only way you get that is if it's genuine and it comes from somebody like Jake. He's like the Yogi Berra of radio. He says these things that are hilarious and doesn't even realize he's doing it half the time.
0: I'm really surprised that he found you know, that many minutes of stuff that you could currently uh, understand because he wasn't talking so fast. That was like, wow, he's not talking fast. But no, um, and the other thing is, is I said on Brooke's show earlier that you know, I think that honestly, I just don't like to transfer for one reason and the only reason why is because hey, I mean, you know, these kids are not teaching any kind of responsibility of holding their word anymore.
2: Well, and Chris, here's and, the thing about it. All right, let me jump in there on that. But if a coach he,
0: But if a coach
2: leaves Hold on, Chris, hold I on. on. I mean hold I don't on. Have a with it. Yeah, listen, the players within the rules, the players can transfer. Okay, yes here's the other thing though I get what you're saying I, I'm in lockstep with you is I there's something about me now I'm old guy but I felt this same way when I was in college 20 years ago I just wouldn't be able to look my teammates in the eye at one school who I've been practicing with and lifting with and stuff unless I had a major major issue I would not be able to look them in the eye and say hey boys I'm leaving. I'll see you next year. No, it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see, be able to do of, it.
0: Well, I mean, you're you're not that. I want to know about that other guy that was in that car wreck with him. Is he okay? I mean, what's what's going on with him?
2: I don't know. I've, I I hadn't heard anything else if, about it.
0: I'll talk to y'all later and
2: see ya. See ya. Thanks for the call, Chris. You know, coaches can. That's it. And and coaching changes too. You get a young player at any school. You know, if you have a coaching change, guys are going to leave. You know, you have a coaching change where you got young players who weren't recruited by any of the staff. They kind of have to come in and re-recruit the players that are there anyway. That's just the way it is. And, you know, some player leaves and you say, well, that hurts our roster. Well, what about this quarterback who's coming in? you got a projected first-round quarterback coming in via transfer. We don't mind the transfer portal that way. It just is what it is. Just part of it. Y'all stick around. All right. I appreciate y'all tuning in here today on this hump day. Middle of the week. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Hometown Heroes, your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent in all 82 counties here in Mississippi. Hi to everybody watching on the Facebook live stream. It is Facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Uh, Scott said, getting excited about sports starting back up. Let's relax and enjoy it all. Thanks for your positive approach to the age of Corona. So like a good song title, age of Corona, age of Aquarius. What would that even mean? By the way, Whalen said, uh, I say if a kid transfers, he's too lazy to play for the new coach. Well, you know, hey, maybe it is. Um, I do know. That. Uh, you know, two years with the previous staff, uh, strength and conditioning program, everything they were doing had to be better, had to be more, had to be tougher, had to be, you know, it had to be jacked up a whole other level. It was not good enough. And so any players who, if that was your only experience in college, might be in for a rude awakening anywhere else. Um, so it could be part of it. But also at the same time, I just think I'm so used to it by now. I, I don't really – it, it's I mean the expectation that kids wouldn't transfer it's kind of silly. they're going to transfer and I'll say this you know I, I, people have kids have to make the decision for themselves where they want to be. That's their decision. go where you want to go. make your decision based on the rules that allow you to do whatever go. if you're on my team and you transfer out and play against us, I'll promise you this you better win. you better beat me. Because if you transfer out and play against me and we beat you, you will never live it down, (laughs) ever. When I see you and we're 50 years old down the road, I will never let you live it down. If you transfer out, you played with me, you transfer out, and you don't beat me. We beat you. I'm going to let you have it. that's just kind of the way it is. Lynn said, that's right. If they don't want to be at stake, better for all, if they go, that's it. I mean, not everybody wants to be there. People, players transfer. It's just the way it is. It's a part of life these days. Hog Jowl on the country-pleasing text line says, I don't mind cowbells or any other cheer. It's college tradition. Woo, pig, suey. Woo, pig, suey. I need to get that um, sound clip of that woman who did that really weird version of it and put it online. Bless her heart. That thing kind of went viral. I mean that. Bless her heart. You're doing the best you could right there. We're talking about those droplets hanging in the air for 12 minutes that could, you know, infect another person. Doggone said, "Yeah, and those droplets at the stadium is usually 80 proof." Well, hey, look, ring your cowbells and scream all you want if you got a mask on, right? Because it's going to block a lot of the droplets from getting out there. Slippery when wet said, "I'm not an MSU fan, but two things on the cowbells. Number one." I think it's a ton of fun for the fans. Pretty neat to see and hear on a broadcast. Really adds to the energy. And number two, if you don't like hearing cowbells, don't go to a state game. (laughs) Uh, Waylon says my on Facebook, my thing is why commit to a school and then transfer. Yeah. You know. try to figure out the thoughts and emotions and feelings and wants of a 19, 20 year old kid. If you figure out how to predict it, then let the rest of us know. Miko on the text line says, Matt, did you see where the pastor in Jackson had a guy spit in his face for having a face mask on? The pastor turned the other cheek. I think I would have turned him every which way but lose. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, my hat's off to someone like the pastor who has the, 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 what do you call it? The pulse to, in that situation, not lose it, not do something you would regret later, maybe avoid the fight, the confrontation. Uh, it's always been a tremendous fault of mine that my blood will get up, as they say, my blood got up in a moment's notice. And I'd I, I be, Yelling, screaming, and breaking stuff and ready to fight or fighting before I even realize what I'm doing. I may be like you, Miko. And I can't help but wonder like if the pastor wearing the mask had been a great big guy, and the person doing the spitting had been a little bitty guy, would it be different? I don't know. I don't get that though. This whole like I'm gonna, I don't know, you're just evil. If you're willing to spit on people and for that to even cross your mind, you know, spit on somebody or, you know, these people that went into Walmart and they're licking stuff, trying to spread the. I mean, you just basically are evil. You are full of the devil. We need to cast out demons. And I'm not even exaggerating, (laughs) really. Jason in Flagstaff said, uh, when I brought up the Joe Moorhead clip of the portal giveth and the portal taketh away, Jason said, LOL, Joe Moorhead saying that about the portal is exactly what defined his tenure. He almost got it, but not quite. Linda said on uh, Periscope, don't some players transfer to get more playing time, possibly NFL attention? Sure, Absolutely. That's it. You know, and look, I, hey, this is my thing, too. I mean, I'm just roster attrition. Even if you didn't have a coaching change, but if you have a coaching change and players decide they're going to leave, some of them do, even if it's a handful. I mean, I, what, am I surpri- what am I supposed to be surprised by when, you know, players are playing for different coaches? I'll, I'll put it this way. I have one experience. This was not college. I was I played one year of football over in Germany after college right after graduation and in the middle of that season we had uh, our head coach get fired and they promoted a guy on the staff and y'all in reality this was not a like this wasn't an sec level of football it certainly wasn't nfl it wasn't even really totally sec level of football but it was professional over there they paid us a little bit and this coach um his name was uh, uh, Lee Rowland, I think was his name, is the one who I talked to on the phone all these times. And we kind of developed a relationship. And he was my head coach when I got there and helped me along and all this kind of stuff. I knew him. And he was a good football coach. I had been around good coaches in the SEC. I know what a good football coach is. I know if I can tell if somebody knows what they're talking about. And um, they just fired a guy in the middle of the year. We actually had a good team. Well, they promoted this guy on the staff who just had no business being a head coach and he didn't really know football. And I knew that like I'd forgotten more X's and O's than this guy knew, but he was going to kind of just be this face of the team for the last half of the year they made him the coach. Well, I didn't like it too much at all. We kind of rode that thing out, but I promise you there were a few couple of weeks there where if I could have afforded to just buy the plane ticket and take my butt home, I'd have done it and just come on home. I get it. I know what it feels like. All of a sudden, somebody else is in charge, and maybe you don't have a relationship with them or can't respect them or you can't develop a relationship or you don't think you can. You know, you want to go. and I can certainly see it from a young kid's perspective, um, and that's fine. Let a We all, as fans and stuff, you know, especially with kids transferring from one school to the other, let them do what they want to do. I'm not getting up in arms about it because you're one of, in this state, you are one of 14 SEC schools. 14. That's all there is. 14 Southeastern Conference schools. And there are 13 of the 14 that play big-time football every year. Sorry, Vandy. You can have baseball. Okay, so you're one of 13 SEC football schools that are in the best, recognized as the number one conference in America. And every school has the same roster limit. Well, Matt, then, you know, yeah, roster limit, but some schools, you know, have a bigger, quote-unquote, payroll than others. Okay, fine, maybe they do. Maybe it is a little different at Alabama unless you're in, you're out. Fine, so what? But still, you're telling me that there aren't enough qualified, able-bodied recruits to come in there. If you do your job as a as a as an evaluator of talent, a recruiter of talent, and then a developer of talent that you can't step on the field, and be right up there and competitive week in and week out in the best college conference in the country, yes. And there are hundreds of players out there who fit that description, who every SEC school turns down every year and does not sign or does not offer a scholarship to or misses out on or simply can't sign them all. They can only sign 25 each. There are so many players out there that can come and play for you and play well at that level and will play well at that level, that the last thing I'm going to do is sweat one drop, lose one ounce of sleep about one player leaving. I don't care who the player is. About five players leaving. I don't care who they are. State and everybody else in the SEC, 13 out of 14, are going to run 11 SEC caliber players out there every Saturday. That's where we are in 2020. I'm just not going to freak out about it. I don't. I'll leave that to somebody else. Lots of texts, lots of messages. We'll get to those in hour number two. Plus, what about these transfer quarterbacks? One at state, one at Georgia. I watched a little film and I'm going to tell you who they compare to. That'll start hour number two in the Farm Bureau Studio coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.